Hey guys, Michael Hicks here with Mike Does and the Build Unique Podcast, where we talk about building a unique lifestyle and a, a unique business and how we function around that lifestyle. I'm here today with my friend Paul Cummings. Uh, before we get started talking to Paul, I want to take you to our sponsor, Wander Chat, for all your unique vacation rental needs. You ready? Sure, you're, yeah. you're a lot more versed in this than I am. No. So. All right. All right, Paul. So I appreciate you coming on. Look forward to this podcast. I've been excited about having you on. Tell me a little bit about Paul. Well, I'm really excited to be here because uh, we the last time we called, you were joking. Oh, come on. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> that was a dream come true. It's, that was depressing. No, I took you to LSU. Yeah. Experience and game in Death in Valley. In Death Valley. <laughs> And the experience didn't go like I thought it would, or last how I planned. The last second, one point, golly! I I mean, who, who goes for two in overtime? Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. LSU. Brown Kelly. Yeah, yeah. Voodoo. He got it. So, he got it. So I, you know, Michael, uh, I've been uh, an entrepreneur all my life, and I love the fact that you make. A living doing what you love to do every day if you really love to do what you do so you figured out you you decided you wanted to teach how, how did that you know because I've kind of gone back and forth and I'm like eh, you know, yeah you know I'm hot and cold on 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 it and uh, you know my, I'm, I'm cold on my delivery hot on the idea well let me say something to you it's not a scalable business teaching. Yeah. As much as I got paid, the most I was ever paid for a one hour speech was $50,000. But it's not scalable. Sure. Because if you, um, when, when I was teaching, uh, I, the fact that I could see that look, in the students' eyes, that they know that they found that something that was helping, it was nothing like that. So I believe it's a calling to teach. It's not scalable. I just I'm just keep saying that if you want to teach one thing, but if you want to scale your business, it comes completely different. So I looked at uh, Whoople as a a means of scaling my business because I could be everywhere at one time. You know, I could record videos and sell subscriptions and have little woodbooks falling out the, the sky. So I didn't have to scale my business. I was able to go and teach because I love to teach. My business, Woodbull, was the business that I scaled. I could have walked away from teaching, but I didn't. Because there's nothing like having that feeling that you help somebody else. I have made more people rich, and I've been cared to talk about over and over again. And people write me all the time that have been to walk and said, this was the place when it all changed for me. Uh, Andy Heck, one of my good friends, the most, like, you need to get a 
him on your show sometime. I'll hook it up. He said more goals than anybody I've ever met in my life and the best at it. But he built a business, an RV business, uh, that's like a mammoth in size. A mammoth. And when he got to my place, he said, I don't know how to set goals. I said, let me, do you write them down? Somewhat. Somewhat what? He said, some things that's important that I write down. How do you choose? You set a goal. Well, some goals are more important than other goals. I got that. If you set a goal, it's important. So we went through a process, um, write it down, think about it every day, have to have a starting date and then the completion date. Uh, you have to weigh the process of what's important to you because you're going to have to choose. Goals make you choose. If it it a goal doesn't make you choose, it's not a goal. Well, it has to force a choice. You do one thing or another, but you can't do both. You have to make a choice. And you, you have to weigh the obstacles in advance. You have to make sure the benefits crush the obstacles that you see. And you have to keep yourself on a straight track. Yeah, you know, writing down your goals is the, is the most important part. It's, it's like creating a roadmap. It you is. Know, you wouldn't take off driving across the country to San Francisco. Well, people do. Yeah, they do. But <laughs> exactly. how many times do they get lost? Exactly. The way? So if you're not, if you don't write your goals out and have a map, uh, you know, a, a way to get to it, then then you're going to be over here before you get here. Do you write your goals down? Of course. Have you always done that? No. What was the change for you? Uh, listening to Jim Rohn. Uh, oh, know, he's the best. Yeah. I love listening to Jim and Zig Ziglar. And, yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of fun. What's your favorite Zig quote? Live every day like you're going to Acapulco tomorrow. You know, it, it was the story. It, yeah, it, I know. Yeah, and yeah. I, my favorite quote is give yourself a checkup. From the, the neck, neck up, up. Yeah. so you don't die from hardening of the attitudes. <laughs> another one I like was uh, if, if you help another, enough people get what they want, you get everything you like. You that's, want. that's true. Yeah. That's true. And that's, uh, I think, that being uh, around people like that was the, uh, the, the thing that I got the most benefit of. Being See, you, a, got, you got you got the ability to teach with those guys. Yes, you, I did. Speaking on stage, I did. I mean, Ziegler, Tony Robbins, uh, Harvey McKay, Clint Blanchard, uh, uh, all of them. Yeah, that's that's just. I mean, I, the thought of being able to even see those guys in person and listen to you know because I don't have that opportunity. I can listen to them online, and uh, but you know they're uh, all of them. But I guess Tony Robbins is the past. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, I don't think Ken's passed. I, I, I'm not familiar with him. Ken Blanchard, the one minute manager. No, I'm not familiar with that one. Probably fourth best selling author of all times. Okay. 
we'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> the one minute manager, get that book. Okay. Yeah, good. So, mm-hmm. because for me, um, when I had, I've never gotten nervous in my life on stage. My the stage was my refuge. That's what I loved. I, I would rather walk on stage than do anything else. And I, I just, I loved it. Yeah, it used to I drive me crazy. It. And it would scare me to death. And I, I'd get up there in the first three minutes of, or five minutes of my talk. You could hear it in my breathing. You could see it. You could tell I was nervous. And now, it, you know, yeah, I still get a little nervous before I go up. But I'm a lot more confident. And it, it's, it's, it comes out a lot smoother and uh, the flow's a lot better. So I'm, you know, I'm going to say I'm efficient, but I'm getting better. Well, I'm sure you are. You know, for me, just uh, when I had my stroke uh, four and a half years ago and I couldn't talk and I couldn't read and I couldn't write at all and laying there and thinking about I could understand everything that was going on, but the only word I could say was one, one, one. That's it. And when you have, uh, my son said to me, when you have your gifts stolen, that was like a thief in the night. When I had my stroke, I didn't even know what aphasia is. I've never heard that word, aphasia, or motor practice, or dysarthia, or anything like that. I've never heard of it until I met you. Yeah, Bruce Willis has the same thing, just... And he's struggling, struggling, struggling. And it's, it's a, a, a horrible de- 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 disease to have because you have to think of every word that you want to say in real time and pray it gets through the 30%. You know, I've had uh, 30% of my brain cells destroyed. On the left side of my brain, 30%. It's navigating through all those cells and hoping what comes out of my mouth is what I wanted to say because it's sometimes a lot. Uh, I tell the story all the time. I never used a, a note mic in my life. Never used a note. Never walk on the stage with a note. I never said a and a but a perfect and I talk so fast, probably too fast, but and all of a sudden I was like thinking what I'm gonna do with my life. And I just wanted to tell your audience, listen, if God saved you, there's a purpose. He could have let me die. And I'm telling you, he could have let me die. And my son thought when he put me on that helicopter, he would never see me again. And he called all my closest friends and said, Dad's going to die. And when I got to the hospital and... I was on the roof of that hospital and this doctor was screaming in my face, how many fingers, how many fingers? I couldn't, I, I couldn't talk. So he, he was talking about doing surgery on it. I was doing this 
you know, don't do surgery on me. <laughs> I just could I I couldn't say it. But anyway, when my son Ryan walked in my garage at Harrison and said, "Dad, I know all your gifts have been stolen. I know you're mad. I know you're angry." I know you feel very isolated. I know you have been depressed. And he paused and had a book and pulled out this book, a pre-K kindergarten book, and laid it right there and said, Dad, you have to start somewhere. And... He turned around to walk out and he said, by the way, Dad, just do what you taught other people do, to do. So it would have been a shame. I was the level 10 guy. I'd started that brand. And I would walk through airports and people would say, level 10! I was known by that and all over the world. It would have been a shame if I wouldn't apply the same rules that have held other people accountable for. And you know, uh, it's my favorite quote by my grandfather, it's never too late to become the person you might have been or would like to be. It's never too late. So I found myself at 61, built a worldwide business. Everything was gone. Everything was gone. I had homes all over the world. I couldn't pay for it. I had to cancel. I couldn't even tell my um, uh, my clients that had my had my stroke. Think about that. I had speaking engagements I was scheduled to do. I was not showing up. But nobody knew who to call on cancer. No. So it was just like, you think about it, the fact that I got through that and my son finally figured out that I needed to write a letter to somebody. And he said, Dad, he said, he said, he would ask me, and I said, hmm, he would write it again. I said, we got it right, and he wrote, every day is a gift, and put it out, like, everywhere, and telling him that I had my stroke, and people started calling, and, and people called because there was concern. People called because they wanted the money back. And I had to refund a million five in prepaid speaking engagements. Tough check to write. Well, it was the right thing to do. It definitely was. It was the right thing to do. Do what's right. Do it to the best of your ability and treat people the like the way you like to be treated. That's where it's my three rules in my policy manual. That was it. Do what's right. So, post-stroke, what motivates you now? Uh, living. 
uh, when uh, I sat so you, down. So you look at life a little differently. I, I Mike, uh, completely differently because when I was doing my business, I was all over the place. I, you know, I, I was traveling. I was doing all these things, and I, I had a very blessed life, but. When you almost lose your life, when you take that last breath, and I did, and they brought me back, but when you take that last breath and you get a second chance at life, you look at things differently. Not, um, I was angry because I couldn't talk. I was uh, depressed because I couldn't talk. And so my mom called me and I answered the phone one 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 he said suck it up buttercup that was my mom and she said I'm tired of hearing you whine talk talk think about that talk one word talk and when I got off that phone, I had my first speech lesson the next day. And I don't say everything clearly, but I have added 25,000 words from in the last four and a half years that I couldn't say. So are you, are you, is that, does that look like practicing different words now or is that? No, I just did what I taught other people to do. I, I, I believe that all these uh, things that I had written, the nine square grid, the, um, my sales techniques, my surface techniques, that was all given to me to help me learn how to talk again. And I didn't know it at the time. But I, so for instance, if I said to you, N-P-B-H-T-I-U-P-A-N-I-C-E-P-O-N-J-W-E-Y-T-W-Y-D-M-A-L-P-T-M-N, which had, you have any idea? Well, so, so we just had to stop right halfway through this clip just a second ago when you were doing the same thing and we're going back and doing another take and you told me the first two, two words were no problem so i'm sitting here thinking okay i'm gonna try to figure this out as you went i, I have no clue bht be happy to okay i see i'm confident for instance if you had were selling something that would be no problem i would be happy to Work you, you, I'm confident that you'll understand when I'm through with my presentation. So anyway, it was a word, grid, M-P-B-A-T-I-U, I understand, P-A-M, please allow me, I-C, I'm confident, E-P-O-M-J, easiest part of my job. Wouldn't expect you to. Would you do me a favor and please tell me no? All of a sudden, I realized that I have 
done all these things that I had taught other people to do that I could learn again because it was present mind. So all of a sudden, I scratched everything and got in my own book. In my own book. And I have taught so many people to learn how to talk again that was stuck in this bubble we call aphasia because uh, aphasia, there's no cure for it at all. If you met one person with aphasia, you met one person with aphasia. It's all different. And, but I believe all that work, all that work, um, say this with me. I understand. I understand. How you feel. How you feel. Say it backwards. You feel... I, mean, I can't even say it backwards. <laughs> I understand how you feel. Feel you, Al, understand I. In fact, recently, recently back in, feel you, how understand I. I work with another couple. Couple another work with recently back then, feel you, how understand I. I taught myself to talk frontwards, backwards in the last four years. So the fact that I'd done that before gave me hope that I could do it again. But it's revolutionized in some ways the way aphasia is taught. So, so now you're helping others with aphasia work through the same problems. I am. Okay. And that everything leading up to where you are now has prepared you for that. It, exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm telling you, um, I have a, a good friend, Bradlin May, that had a stroke 23 years ago. And he's a great guy, a great guy. And I wish I could have the chance to work with him all the time because he's a coach. And I love, you can tell he's a coach, just like a linebacker coach. You mm -hmm. can just feel it in his blood. But He's stuck in this bubble we call aphasia. And he uh, sits in his apartment, goes to the school, helps out. But I know he wants to talk so bad. And I don't know why I've been able to learn to talk again. I, I wasn't supposed to be able to learn to talk again. I have primary progressive aphasia, that's the worst kind. And I believe it was, this happened for me to realize that uh, I was given the gift of teaching for a different reason than I thought. It wasn't to make all the money. I mean, that's, that's absolutely why you've been able to talk because so you can be a light and show others that hey, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. And, uh, but anyway, I'm, I'm telling you, um, when you meet, like you, when I met you, uh, I was so impressed with you for a couple of reasons, um, more than, than that now. But when I met you the first time, I thought this guy has it figured out. He, no, no. 
No. It's really important to me to say this because I, I think it may help somebody else, so I want to say it. Um, when I met you and I realized you were building, you in the container home business, you build unique experiences, but that's not why. You are in the business of maintaining a happy family and being able to be around them. So I didn't have that choice. I was gone all the time, Mike, till I built my farm. That's what allowed me to stay home. But you, your family, if you wanted to see you light up, when I met your your kids, that's when you light up. When I met Tia, that's when you light up. And I believe all this that you're doing. And you built a brand of, of, uh, about, Mike does, about that. It's not the containers you're building. When you show those containers, it's the love on your face. I'm telling you. You light up like a like a dime. You know, I'm telling you. Well, you know what? What makes me proud and what what makes me light up is I, I think is the satisfaction in seeing that it makes others happy. You know that it that it brings joy to others when they see them when they get up there and experience it. And and each property is different. And you know the, that that's it's it's never been about the money to me. It's about the the experience that we're creating and, and the story that we're telling and you know it's just now yeah. Michael I'm gonna I'm gonna call you out oh yeah you 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 have alligator arms what's that you can't we you your wallet <laughs> yeah well it's down there oh that's a good that's a good thing. You know why? Why is that? It's easy to spend money and waste it. Oh, it is. Been there, done that. So you asked me what I would, I don't, uh, I think you asked me what I would tell anybody that's starting out. The most important thing is save your freaking money. So have a nice day. Oh. More than a, more than live like you're broke, do you don't have to. So so what's the best way to go about that? Okay, I, I believe uh, you know the rule of seventy two. That should be taught in kindergarten. You know the rule of seventy two? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, if you divide an interest rate into 72, it tells you how many years. Yes, exactly. So I would say, for instance, people that save 20% of their money is going to build a nest egg. If you save 40% of your money and live on the 60%, I would suggest that. And people say, oh, I can't do that. I said, you can't do it? Why? 
You did it when you were in college. Exactly. <laughs> All you have to do is live below your means. And um, I live below my means forever and ever and ever. And what I did wrong was I was making so much money that I didn't think it would ever end. And I'm going to suggest to you, don't do that. Just save your money. Not till it doesn't matter anymore. It's going to always matter that you save your money. And I just believe um, you don't need to um, uh, be wasteful. You need to... Uh, have some common sense and just don't think that things can't happen to you. That's, uh, you know, I told you a little bit about what's going on at the office here and, you know, you just never know if things can change in a, in a split second. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, you I go was, to bed one day and wake up the I, next. I was, you know, flew home for Mother's Day from Australia I was had a best-selling book. I was lit like my dreams has come true. Amplified, flew home, and woke up and couldn't talk. On Mother's Day, four and a half years ago, May thirteenth, two thousand eighteen, and uh, it, you you think about it, I talked for a living. Everything that I did was talk related. My books. My uh, speaking, my Whoopal videos. I had, you know, I served a billion minutes of content worldwide. All of a sudden, I couldn't refer, couldn't, uh, couldn't do my daily show, couldn't do my weekly show, couldn't do my monthly show. All the subscriptions ended up canceling because. I didn't do the one thing I should have done. I didn't replicate myself. But, and uh, every time I tried to, people said, that's not you. That's a, just an imitation of you. I would rather tell you full feed than listen to a Memorex version. Yeah, and I get that, you know. And I, and I, I put that the same way with like a, and I know it's nowhere near the same, but it is. You know, if you know, people are like, "Why don't you hire this out?" Well, you know, then I'm not the one being creative and not the one giving the input and making sure it's done exactly the way I want it to do to, to be done. And it's hard for me to let go of of my craft and my work and give it to somebody else and and let go of that control. You know, I know that I could probably, uh, you know, grow a lot quicker and do a lot more if I if I let go of the building side and focused on acquisitions and, and buying more unique lots. But, you know, I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. I'm able to be with my family, building one to two at a time, and it, it's working, you know. Well, so, it's absolutely working. So I, you know, that's just, that's, that's me. And I think that, that goes back to success. And, you know, I, I was, uh, I got into an argument, you know, I was in my early or mid-20s, I guess, and I was arguing with somebody online about success and, and, you know, and as much as I hate to admit it, they were right. But it was, 
it was uh, she was talking about uh, being successful, and I was relating success to to monetary, uh, to a number, to uh, you know, okay, you make X dollars a year. You know, if you if you if your passion is raising butterflies, and you raise the the most beautiful butterflies, then you're successful. You know. It doesn't have to be a monetary thing. I, so I feel like, you know, I think, uh, uh, so I think Gary Vaynerchuk said success to him is waking up with a smile on his face. Yeah. Day, you know, or waking up the next day, you know, just let success be what it, what it is for you. Yeah. I, I think everybody has a different way of defining success and People get caught up in chasing down something they're not passionate about because they're like, oh, this guy's successful. I'm going to do that. Um, I believe you have to find inside of you what makes you happy. And you don't have to do a lot of things that doesn't necessarily make you happy. I'm, I'm sure when you have to go back to some destination that you just left, you thought you home through the weekend, something breaks and you have to go back. That doesn't really make you, I am so thrilled. I am so, I am so glad that broke. I'm just gonna, I didn't want to spend my time with my family. I just canceled that. No. It happens. It does. That's part of the game we play. I'd a whole lot rather be Going over there and fixing that, then I had to punch my car. Exactly. So, you know, that, but that's what people don't see, though. You know, I worked from, you know, my, my, after I left high school, I worked third shift at jobs I didn't like, or I was selling insurance, or I was doing pest control at night, so I could still do the real estate during the day and make my parents happy because they wanted me to have a, a job with benefits. You know, <laughs> no telling what that cost me. Working work the job with benefits because I was giving up my sleep. I was missing all the kids' birthdays and and, and missing yep. all the family functions. And you know, in the name you of can't get my that business, back. No, you can't get it back. But I was building my business, and I thought that's what I had to do. And until you know, one of my mentors, he said, "You know what? Jobs costing you money." And I turned in my notice the next day. You did because he was yeah, he was absolutely right. I just looked at him. I was like, "Man, why did you? Why did it take you having to tell me that?" For me to do it, you know, I knew it the whole time, but you know that security and then you know making my parents happy. And- yeah, I, I I need to say one thing um, that because um, I will fail to mention that, and my mom was right. Uh, my mom told me probably fifteen years ago. So she says, "Son, uh, they're going to put it on your tombstone." You gave till you gave out. Powerful. Mm-hmm. And I said, Mom, I'm making so much money. Don't worry about it. It's all, it's all going to be okay. I kept giving. I, if, if somebody needs something in Chattanooga, they call Paul because I just wrote those checks. Gave away so much money. So you don't have any idea. And my mom called me and said, son, if you don't stop, you're going to give till you give out. You can't be everything to everybody. 
What about you? I'm I'm fine. I was lying. I was developed a, a habit of eating late at night. Didn't get any sleep at all. Running nonstop. I talked myself into having a stroke. I had a rare blood condition. I had had blood clots uh, six times. Every time I had surgery, I clotted. Never got addressed. I didn't slow down. And it's been said that if you spend your life trying to be wealthy and don't get care of your health, you're going to spend your wealth taking care of your health later on. That's where I am. Well, you know, I'm, I'm right there. I mean, I'm out, I'm out of shape. I'm overweight. You know, it's been one of those things where it didn't affect me. You know, it didn't slow me down. It didn't do anything until I hit 40, 41. And then I start feeling it, you know, and it's like, oh, man, I need to fix this. You know, and, and uh, I think I think it was, uh, oh, man, I, I can't remember. I'm horrible with names, and but they told a story about. Uh, uh, imagine I was going to give you a car. It's the car of your dreams. Any car you want, you pick the car, and then uh, you know. So you pick this car, and then he said, "Okay, the only condition is that's the only car you get for the rest of your life. You know, you're going to take care of that car. Yeah. It's, your body's the same way. Without it your, is. You know, without your health, what good's the wealth? And so I'm, I'm just, when I say that you're going to give till you get it out, I did. I did. And because you can't go rewind the tape. Life doesn't come with an eraser. You can't go back to Monday night. I wish that I hadn't done that. Ooh, <laughs> wish I hadn't drank that much on Saturday night. I love to say I should, I should, I should till I should all over myself. <laughs> 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 Sitting in a pile of shit, it doesn't smell very good. <laughs> oh, a pile of shit that doesn't smell good. So, man, this has been great. I really appreciate you coming on. And I, we're going to have to do a, a second episode. Well, we have to do, maybe we can do it better. Uh, uh, because um, I had the gate incident happen right before it. But anyway, I hope your uh, assistant is okay. Um, and I know that's weighing on your mind, but I appreciate you coming out. I have to ask one more question. Right. Have you ever had any experience so good that you had in Tiger Stadium? I'm just telling you, it was so good. Didn't even go to overtime. Who calls a two-point conversion with one second left on the clock? Crazy. <laughs> you were ready to get out of there. I thought we had it won. I, thought, I, I know. Thought we won. You I were like, it's done. It's done. And then, uh, man, seconds, inches, and points. <laughs> I mean, that it was a great game. It was, it was a great game. Yeah. It was a great game. I'm glad we had that experience together, and I appreciate you coming down. Uh, it was I a. I think Ryan had a good time I too. Think so.
think so. And Ronaldo's a great guy. I tried to get tickets to the Iron Bowl for us and just couldn't come. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's okay. They they uh, won, right? Oh yeah. 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 The the your favorite book of all time. Uh, The greatest secret in the world. The greatest secret in the world. What is it about? Ogmandino is about scrolls. Scrolls, okay. Gonna leave us hanging. Mm -hmm. Scrolls. All right. And your favorite quote? Mm, God. Uh, You got so many of them. I wish I could remember these quotes. Can I give you my top five? Top five. Bring it. Okay. Enthusiasm is an inside gift with an outside reflection. Love it. Passion prevails when everything else fails. If it is to be, it's up to me. Do the thing you fear and the death of fear is certain. It's never too late, but become the person you might have been or would like to be. Love That's it. it. Love it. Can't beat that. All right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Paul, how do we find you? Uh, Paul at paulcummings.com. Uh, and I am uh, my, uh, at I am Paul Cummings on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, at I am Paul Cummings. All right. Sounds good. We'll get that in the show notes. See you guys next week.